Today's guest is Danielle Anson. She's a certified meditation teacher, yoga teacher, and coach. Like it happened to so many people, she had just opened a business when COVID hit. And then in the middle of it, she experienced burnout, she experienced debilitating chronic pain, and ultimately, she had to make a decision to start over and focus on her well-being. The amount of tips and recommendations that she shares are priceless. She talks about what is like a cow ceremony. She talks about evening rituals, about grounding, about connection with nature, about turning things off, and pretty much everything that helped her to overcome burnout. This episode is produced by Leo Rod and sponsored by Formosa Hot Sauce. Over 30 years ago, a man stood in a village in Mexico with his grandmother as she crafted a blend of delicious hot sauce. A recipe with only the freshest and most authentic ingredients takes time to perfect, but after years of trial and error, that man mastered his grandmother's recipe and it became a family treasure. Formosa Hot Sauce. It's my favorite ultimate hot sauce in the world. And now you can rekindle your taste buds and use eDiver20 at checkout for a 20% discount. I'm certain that Formosa is going to become your favorite hot sauce as well. Welcome to the Rekindle Your Light podcast. I'm your host, Idaibar Orozco. In addition to being a podcaster, I'm also an actor, a sole purpose coach, a human design reader, and an emotion code practitioner. My purpose is to help people reconnect with their inner light and radically transform their lives when they realign with their purpose. If that's something that you or someone you love is seeking, then you can reach out to me at ediver at rekindleyourlight.com or just find me on social media at ediver. This is Rekindle Your Light. Hi, Diver. Thank you so much for having me here today. A little bit about my background, so why I've come on Rekindle Your Light to chat with you. So about two years ago, July, August 2021, I was experiencing burnout. I'd spent a couple of years trying to run a business during a COVID world and it had all got it all got a bit too much. I was also living with chronic pain and running a business in a COVID world with chronic mm. pain. There was a lot of different things going on with me at the time and I just got to a point of really struggling, struggling with day to day, keeping my head above water and now, two years later, I'm excited to say that I feel so much happier, so much freer, so much lighter. And yeah, I'd say, yeah, being where I am now, two years later, it's interesting to look back at where I was two years ago and to see how far I've come is just absolutely absolutely amazing. When you were in that space of dealing with your business COVID and chronic pain at the same time. What what was your business? What were you doing at that time? Mm, so at that time, I was running a cake business. So in 2019, I'd okay. actually set up, I'd started running the cake business or started putting everything into place to run the cake business. And then February 2020, I started trading. And then March 2020, the world went into lockdown. And were you the baker? Is that what you were doing? You were doing everything from 
baking the product mm-hmm. to selling it, promoting it, delivering it probably the whole nine yards. Yeah, I was wearing all the hats in the business. Is that your background? Is that what you used to do before? Do you come from a culinary or baking background or family used to do that? Or how do you get to that? It had been a hobby, to be honest. I'd really enjoyed baking for other people. And where I live in, in New Zealand, there's a big wedding industry here. And my love of baking, I was like, oh, I could turn this into a business making wedding cakes and big event birthday cakes and so yeah that's how it started okay and then COVID hit and then was the chronic pain portion of it was that something that you were dealing with before yeah so that came about two months before I started trading as a cake business so I had a back injury and it developed into something chronic so standing on my feet all day baking didn't help I wasn't able to do the things I love the mountain biking the hiking running and it also was stopping me from being able to sleep through the night so it was pretty huge yeah big things to deal with you know pain is always something that is so difficult to measure like I deal with pain as well and I've been asked is it chronic pain I'm like I don't know it hurts a lot and sometimes I think that the best way for me to put it into words is like when I know it affects my day-to-day activities when I know that it's too painful to do something and that's when I say well I guess it is chronic when it's affecting what you do especially you know since you're sharing that you're someone who is very active, outdoorsy and all that, it gets so frustrating when you're unable to have your body do the things that you want it to do. So I empathize with you so much because I have dealt with back pain in the past, but now I'm dealing with a different type of pain that started because of COVID. We're still trying to figure it out, but it's frustrating because I can see even in my, I'm a very competitive person. So even in my workouts, I'm like, I am not performing the way I used to perform even just a year ago. And it's because of the pain and the medication that I have to take to fix the pain or to help the pain. So I can totally relate to your story and the insomnia, you know, for people who have never dealt with that kind of issues, I got to tell you, I, I think probably that's one of the most debilitating things that anybody can go through because sleep is everything. If you don't have yeah. a decent, I'm not even asking about a good night of sleep. I'm like a decent night of sleep. Mm-hmm. Your next day is like, there's nothing you can do properly. It's really, really difficult. So how did you deal with that when you had the stress from running a business that was not at the ideal time and the chronic pain and insomnia? What were you doing to kind of get through the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like I love my sleep. <laughs> I I love my sleep. I love my eight hours. And it was a bit of a mix of anxiety was stopping me from falling asleep. Anxiety around my business, running a business, depending on gatherings in COVID. And then once I did fall asleep, if I moved in the night, I would be in agony. I'm talking Mm. seven, eight out of 10 pain just from rolling over in the middle of the night. So I actually got to a point of being scared to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I was scared of the anxiety that would come up before I fell asleep. I got scared of the pain that would come up if I moved in my sleep. And for those first couple of years, it just built up and up and up. And then at the point that I realized I needed to do something about it, 
I was working with a coach as well who helped me see what I needed to do. And so I started to implement a good evening routine to help me relax, to help me release my business, to help me release anything that happened during the day, really, to get back into that sleep zone, that nighttime wind down zone. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I think Mm -hmm. we're so used to morning routines that the evening rituals are not as commonly shared. So I would love to know what did that look like for you? And is that something that you're still doing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A big thing for me was switching off from work as a self-employed person. It's so easy to still be on emails at nine, 10 o'clock at night, still be checking the Instagram, checking the Facebook, whatever it might be. So it was about making sure I completely switched off from work at six or seven at the latest in the evening, finding something to wind down, whether that was reading a book, watching something on TV or YouTube, whatever it might be, and then completely switching off all devices, laptop, phone, from between eight or nine, really just switching off completely. And then finding little things that help me in my routine for teaching my body it's time to sleep. I love a good sleep tea. I love Mm -hmm. a real good sleep herbal tea. So I would turn off like the main lights, just have my little bedside light on, you know, make it like cozy, have my herbal tea, teach the body it's time to relax. Sometimes doing a little bit of restorative yoga, maybe listening to a guided meditation. I am a meditation teacher myself, but I Mm -hmm. just got out of the practice of doing my own meditation. So I started to turn back to guided meditations, which just felt so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that that was the main things at that time was just turning on that nighttime routine, knowing that once I'd brush my teeth. I went to sit in bed with my cup of sleep tea. I might have done some restorative yoga and listening to some guided meditation, either great. awake or as I fell asleep. Great. Yeah. great. yeah. Those are, those are wonderful, wonderful tips, especially for someone who deals also with that kind of issue. And there's something so critical about having issues with the anxiety of falling asleep. And again, if somebody has not gone through that, I don't want to tell you how challenging that could be also for your nervous system because even if you're not doing it on a, on a conscious level you're doing it unconsciously where you're almost on hyper vigilant stay the entire time because it's almost like you do want to sleep but you're scared of falling asleep so it's a very uncomfortable place to be and I think that having an evening ritual it's as important as having a, a morning routine and I have to get better at it. I'm not the greatest at evening routines, especially (laughs) because of what you described. You know, it's like having your own business. You tend to want to stay connected and be quick at responding to people and be on the know and you don't want to miss anything. And it's like, trust me, the email is going to be there tomorrow when I wake Mm -hmm. up. So so Mm -hmm. giving ourselves a a time, a time frame is is a great way to do it. You know, I no longer drink alcohol, but even realizing that alcohol was actually another culprit that it was not doing what I thought it was doing which is calming me down it was like uh no it's actually preventing you from sleeping deeper so Mm -hmm. so learning those things and substituting it with an herbal tea or or melatonin are, are great ways to manage the sleep portion of the anxiety. So you mentioned you are a meditation teacher, but you also became a coach, correct? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So while I was setting up the cake business, mm-hmm. I did my yoga teacher training. Okay. Had I done my yoga teacher training before I'd started the cake business, I maybe would have thought thought twice about that. But as it was, yeah. So I'm a yoga teacher and meditation facilitator and um, a sole purpose life coach as well. Yeah. What was the journey to get there, to get to from one thing to the next and realizing the next logical step that felt like, okay, this is now I'm going to become a coach as well. Yeah, so I've been I've been practicing yoga since I was a teenager. So a good 15, 16 years practicing yoga. And I'd always wanted to teach it, but just never taken that step. And then in, in 2019, I'd, I'd become a resident in New Zealand. I'm from the UK originally. I've become a resident here. So I knew I was able to be staying here long term. I was like, right, this is it. This is my sign. I'm mm-hmm. going to sign up, become a yoga teacher. And doing the training just made me realize how yoga is a lifestyle. It isn't a one hour yoga asana class once a week. It is a lifestyle. It is about living yoga. And this was something I developed my knowledge and my embodiment of over a few years. It came and went, especially going through the pain, realizing there were certain yoga poses I couldn't do and things like that. So yeah, it came and went over the years. And then, yeah, end of 2021, as I was coming out of this burnout that I'd experienced, I was experiencing coaching myself and the absolute life change it gave me like bringing back this positive self this person that I was before I'd gone through this two-year cycle Mm -hmm. I was I was astounded I was astounded at how amazing my life had changed how yeah how incredible it was and going into the following year I was like I want to be able to help other people like this this is this is what I've been put on this earth to do. You know, I'm here to help other people. I love helping people. The cake business I'd finally realized wasn't lighting me up anymore. And so I started to look into how to become a life coach. So that was, yeah, 2022. I decided, yeah, just last year, beginning of last year, I decided that that was a path for me, knowing that I've got all of this life experience. I, I can now understand what others are going through when they say they're experiencing anxiety I know what that is they say they're experiencing chronic pain I know what that is like I can help these people and everyone deserves to come out that other side Mm -hmm. to find the tools that work for them to come out that other side and I'm so excited to be able to yeah share that with fellow incredible business ladies yeah so is your focus on women businesses what is the like your your audience your target niche Mm-hmm. So predominantly business women, women who are either self-employed or in business who find themselves always working, not able to take evenings off, not able to take weekends off, finding out how how they can take that time off, mm-hmm. looking into what makes them unique. So things things like human design. I'd love to dive into that. Love human also, design. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> yeah, it's actually, I, yeah. I'm also a certified human design reader. So that was one of the things that kind of helped me kind of complete my own coaching identity, if you will, because mm-hmm. when you're leading someone through a coaching session and you are 
are able to incorporate human design within. And when the people are able to see their design, it becomes to me with such an aha moment when I saw my own design, when I saw my husband's mm-hmm. design, when I do readings that I see people like, whoa, like you resonate so much. The, the few ones that doesn't resonate with is usually people who have been conditioned to live a different blueprint that is not theirs. That is just like what their mom or their dad or their environment or friends did and don't find the association, but that deep inside, it's that design is screaming out to tell them like, hey, if you did things mm-hmm. this way, things will feel a lot more aligned and easier when embracing those things about yourself. For me, human design has been one of those life-changing things where I just mm-hmm. felt so seen. It's so clear for me uh, why I do things the way I do. And yeah. that, that feels fascinating. Even even deciding to do a podcast on realizing that my throat is completely defined, that I pretty much have almost every gate activated in my throat. And mm. this need that I have to express, to share, to speak, with, to process information and bring it into the world, you know, it made me complete the understanding of my purpose, you know, and it's like, and, and purpose is something that keeps growing and, and changing. But this is almost like, Oh, part of my purpose is also to share this with the world. And that's why I love speaking with people like you who also have a very different background. But then we have this communality of wanting to help people, wanting to make the world better, you know, even if it's Mm -hmm. one person at a time. So it's such a beautiful purpose and journey. And I I love hearing that it also resonates with you in a similar way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a projector. Okay. And I hear that projectors in particular, because we, we, we need to feel seen, we need to feel heard. And so when the human design tells us everything, like, oh, I feel understood by the world for the first time. And it's, yeah. oh, it's just such an amazing feeling. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. So you incorporate, I'm sure during your coaching, you get the meditation, the yoga, the human design the coaching mm-hmm. and, and soul purpose training, and you make it into a package. Is that your main offer? You work uh, one-on-one, you work in groups. How do you bring all of these gifts to life? Yeah, yeah. So for my coaching packages, we, yeah, as you say, bringing together not just the soul purpose coaching that I've learned, but also bringing together my other knowledge of yoga, meditation, human design, and We work together, I work together one-on-one with my clients, uh, usually across 12 weeks at least, Mm -hmm. because this gives us time to really dig deep, to Mm -hmm. really get into the root of what's happening, how to change things, and have accountability for that amount of time as well is quite, is quite powerful, quite transformational. So yeah, it's, yeah, I love seeing the the transformation the progress that I get with my clients it's absolutely beautiful and I've got a retreat coming up here in New Zealand in November but Mm -hmm. yeah maybe this is aired by then um and in our retreat we'll be working through there will be yoga also cacao ceremony circles really connecting women together meditation discovering creativity, yoga nidra, journaling, you know, all, all that really good stuff. All those um, practices. That was about, and, and I do this pretty much with every guest, tell them to unpack a little bit what one of those things mean. Because I think that for us who are in the, in the spiritual business world, 
those terms tend to be second nature to us now, but some of the listeners, this might be the first time that they hear the word cacao ceremonies so mm. or, or circles. Like, what is that? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah. Where to start? <laughs> <laughs> so cacao comes from, it's the same, similar to the cocoa bean, cacao, mm-hmm. and ceremonial cacao specifically is organic, cold pressed and made into this delicious delicious drink which it has certain chemicals and properties that can help you become more present in your meditation it can help you become more connected to the head or the heart and sharing this together in a circle it tends to be a really 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 beautiful connection between those in the circle a chance to really dive deep into yeah, either connect, connecting to the heart, connecting to any messages that want to come through or connecting to each other. And a circle environment especially is a really nice place to feel supported by each other, to be able to uplift each other, to have this connection with like-minded ladies and know that in this world where it's very easy to feel alone, you're not alone. You've mm. got this connection and it's just yeah so so uplifting yeah there's something so powerful about community about sharing the space with other people who might be just like you or might not you know they might come from completely different backgrounds and yet there's that communality of spending time together in an environment that feels safe that allows mm-hmm. people to just open up. I think that for those people who have never been to a retreat or have never been in that kind of space, sometimes it feels like, oh, it's all, you know, everybody's hugging each other and crying. But it's like the amount of trust that it takes for people who have never met before to being able to get to a place of ready to share, ready to be vulnerable, ready to express, you know, it's something that I, I personally did not expect it from myself mm-hmm. when I attended my, my one of my first retreats. It's like, I was probably one of those people that was like, nah, I'm not going to be doing any of that crying and thing, you know? And then I'm the first one like, oh my God, just like letting out because there's something so beautiful about another human being holding you and telling mm. you, you can share. I'm here to hold space for you just the same way you're doing it for me. And it's this beautiful interaction and exchange of energy that is kind of difficult to explain. So I highly recommend if you've never done a retreat, you know, this is your sign to be like, okay, let me go find what kind of retreat. Because, you know, there are many different types of retreats. Mm -hmm. There's creative retreats where you go on and do some writing or some journaling or some games or, and there's also these spiritual retreats that could be really, really life-changing. So highly recommend that if you've never done one to explore the opportunity and if you're in New Zealand hey check it out because I I seen the the pictures that you have posted Danny and I'm like I want to be there this looks so good (laughs) yeah yeah because like as you say like the, the thoughts of going to a retreat the thoughts of being disconnected from the world is quite scary to us and yet our ancestors only a few generations ago we didn't have constant connection all the time mm-hmm. our bodies aren't used to it and mm-hmm. that that can be what can contribute to burnout feeling like you're always you always have to be connected you always have to be responding to people straight away and suddenly 
going into this retreat space, you're like, oh, that can wait until next week. I don't need to worry about that right now. It's quite, it's quite liberating. It is. It's quite amazing. You mm-hmm. know, and, and since you're bringing burned out, which from what I see, this is kind of like your specialty because you've gone through it, you have felt it in your body, you know exactly what burned out can result in. What else are you doing right now for yourself? Because now you're helping other people, but it's like, well, now you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, that you are staying at a place where you maintain what you have been able to achieve so in addition to your evening ritual is there anything else that you do on a daily basis is there any other advice that you can give our listeners so for me I'm quite lucky in that I'm able to wake up at 5 30 most mornings and spend two hours by myself before I get interrupted and I'm very fortunate for that so yeah I'm able to spend my time either drinking cacao or a cup of tea, have my meditation space, move my body. And I've come to realize that moving my body is quite an important thing, even if, so like my back injury, the back injury I experienced, mostly 90% of the time I'm feeling really great and it doesn't bother me. This week it actually flared up again. And Mm -hmm. so remembering that when it does flare up, focusing on what I can do instead of focusing on what I can't do. So still going out for a gentle walk instead of a big hike up a mountain, something like that. So yeah, still, I think that's really important. Hey, just focusing on what you can do instead of what's being taken away from you. So yeah, some sort of daily movement, whether it's yoga, riding my bike, going for a walk, I either fit that in in the morning at lunchtime or the evening. I'll always make sure it's in there somewhere. And Another, I've just remembered another big thing that made a big change and is something that I've continued now is being aware of how I'm fueling my body in terms of what and how I'm eating. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing as well. Making time to eat something nutritious, not just grabbing a snack on the go, but actually Mm -hmm. eating those three meals a day, trying to keep them balanced. I'm not too strict on it but Mm -hmm. noticing how the energy levels change with that as well Mm -hmm. yeah and even noticing how your body reacts to something that you decided to eat or not sometimes it's not so much about restrict ourselves and feel guilty or anything Mm. like that but it's more about like oh wow I noticed that I was really energized today and you kind of go through the through the inventory okay this is what I had for breakfast this is what I did for lunch this is was my exercise routine today okay take note of those things because sometimes it's just the the things that again that we can do the things that we can manage and continue to repeat and be like okay I'm gonna try it again and see how that feels you know recently I I I don't have as far as I'm aware of I don't have um an allergy or gluten intolerance per se, but I can tell the difference in my body now when I choose to have it or not. So sometimes it's like, "Mm, is it really worth it? Because I know how I'm going to feel afterwards. So it's making those choices, those conscious choices without feeling not only, I don't don't want to feel resentful against any sort of food by any means, but it's that awareness of like, I know how am I going to feel? So if I'm going to make the choice of having it, let me enjoy it now. And then I'll deal with the results later. Or let me simply skip this instead and make a different choice. So yeah, nutrition is definitely a very important thing that affects not only 
the way our body feels, but the way our energy, our clarity, the way that mm-hmm. we're able to function throughout the day, even even sleep. Again, with my mm-hmm. own issues with sleep, I have realized certain things that I cannot do at night. It's just like, like I said, alcohol was definitely one of them. But sugar mm-hmm. is another one. And, and, and I'm not talking just about processed foods that contain sugar. I'm also talking about natural sugar. Sugar is sugar at the end of the day. Your body doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily know like, oh, well, but this was organic honey. Well, no, it's still sugar. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So making those realizations and having that awareness is, is super important. And also, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that in your case, do you live in nature, close to nature? Because it seems like you're very active outdoors. And I'm sure that also plays a big part on your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so lucky. I live in a town called Wanaka in the South Island of New Zealand. And it's a cool town. It's a decent size, but within, well, I, I can walk out, out my back door and within two minutes be in a forest, you know. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I can drive 20 minutes away and go hike up a mountain and not see another person it's a pr- pretty amazing place yeah and spending time in nature is something that I try to do almost every day definitely three or four times a week going for a walk or even sitting on the earth putting my hands on the earth and just oh I've got a funny story for you a couple of weeks ago I just had a really full-on weekend my partner's got two gorgeous kids and they were with us for the weekend and I just felt like there was a lot going on around me and I could feel myself getting all pent up. And I'm like, where is this coming from? This weekend has been so lovely. The kids have been real well behaved. Me and my partner are so in love. Why, why am I feeling like this? I went outside, sat down and within 30 seconds of sitting out in fresh air, I just felt, oh, it's just being around people for that amount of time, no matter how much you love them, no matter how, what a great, time you're having sometimes just you need time to yourself you need to just decondition and just Mm -hmm. go and sit back down in nature release everything ground and Mm -hmm. yeah that's a big that's a big practice for me for sure yeah yeah for sure and it's almost like bringing back the conversation about the projector you know the projector Mm -hmm. you is not meant to have sustainable energy throughout the entire day you're almost like putting your adrenal glands at an extra override because it's like well you're not meant to be doing that you're meant to be taking breaks you're meant to be taking naps or at least you know Mm -hmm. taking time to to decompress and be by yourself so Again, is having this little awareness of understanding what your body needs and what your what your soul needs. And the mm-hmm. moment that you have access to that, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm back into my body. I'm back into my center. And mm-hmm. grounding, it's another beautiful technique that I sadly no longer have access to do it on a daily basis because where I live, I live in a city, there's just not mm-hmm. the grass is... Because yeah. so it's like I have to be very intentional about doing that. Like I have to actually get out of the way and go somewhere where I can do it. But I was doing mm-hmm. it for a while as well and on a daily basis, and I could feel the difference. There, there's scientific studies done where you can see the response of the body when the feet are planted in the ground versus when you're mm-hmm. wearing shoes. So it's it's definitely something that sounds so simple, but 10, 15 minutes a day, it's actually highly recommended. My doctor recommended it. So obviously this is something that goes beyond our spiritual practice. This is actually mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. science has proven that is helpful. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's funny, when I first arrived in New Zealand, I was like, 
so many people walk around barefoot here. Like you, you'd be walking through town and people are walking through town barefoot. You're like, what on earth is going on? Wow. And now after being here for seven and a half years, I'm like, oh, actually, I can now walk around. I don't walk everywhere barefoot. There's some, some place I draw the line, but I'm like, this is why everyone's so chill over here, I swear, because yeah. people are walking around barefoot and not not all the time. But you No, know I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's... It's just, it just, it gives you something else, doesn't it? For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I often try to get out in nature, going back to those daily walks, try to get Mm -hmm. out in nature first thing in the morning to connect to ground because there's then also that science behind getting that early morning daylight Mm -hmm. is so good to trigger your body to create its own melatonin in the evening yes Um, helps you regulate your circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. I think I think my doctor recommended if I'm not mistaken 20 to 30 minutes uh, of sunlight first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. again I'm not very consistent about it and lately (laughs) I I, I live outside of LA but lately it has been so gloomy and dark like almost daily I'm like what's going on where's the sun we're supposed to Mm. have like sunshine 360 days of the year and only like five days of gloominess but no this year has been actually really gloomy so nonetheless even if you're not getting direct exposure to the sun it's still as helpful so it's still a matter of just getting out and breathing that air and having your skin feel that sun that warmth that air is so helpful Mm -hmm. for for your general sleep cycles and everything else. So yeah, I mm-hmm. totally, totally agree with you. So yeah, yeah. So f- funny you say that. I'm looking out here, it's so stormy here today. I'm like, well, I haven't been outside yet and I kind of <laughs> want to go out, but it's rainy and windy, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember there was a time, I think it was last year. Again, it usually doesn't rain in LA. So uh, rainy days is not, is not the norm. So some of us embrace it. Some of us uh, run away from it and decide not to go out that day or whatever it is. But I don't remember what was, what I was doing that day. I think it was a day that I was dealing with like heavy emotions and heavy physical symptoms. And I was just like, I'm just going to go for a run. And my mom is like, it's raining. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I think it's that we're not so used to like having these activities done and it shouldn't stop us from from doing the things we want to do. And it felt so good. It felt mm-hmm. so good to just run in the rain. And I, I felt better afterwards. And you, you mentioned daily movement practice, daily exercise, and it really makes a big difference. I mm-hmm. had another guest in the podcast who that was the first thing he he's also a yogi actually he's a traveling yogi teacher and he recommended the same thing he said you know having a daily movement practice whatever it looks like for you even if it's that restorative yoga that you're referring to something very Mm -hmm. simple that doesn't require a lot of effort that even when you are in some pain your body can still manage it so gentle yoga gentle walking it doesn't have to be a marathon it's just like taking Mm -hmm. those steps every day so yeah 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 Yeah. from both a physical and a spiritual point of view like it has a big effect on moving moving your body such such big effect Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and being very intentional about it I think Mm. um, you don't have to have a strict daily routine by any means but like weaving in those moments creating those pockets of joy throughout your day where you're just like I can throw a quick 10 15 minutes you know I have to dog so even when mm-hmm. I don't want to I still have to go out 
So that's a good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good excuse. But whatever that looks like for people, right? Like sometimes that little moment of joy could mean, you know, singing in the shower. So go for it. But it's like mm-hmm. finding those things that reconnect us back to our body. So we can go through challenging times like burnt out or pain and grief or whatever we're going through strong emotions, but we can manage it better. So that's, Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of, of this podcast as well, giving people the tools that can be easy to just adapt on a daily basis. So thank you for sharing yeah. your own rituals and routines. And I, I can't wait to see what else you get to create in the next months and years to come. It feels that you have this beautiful grounded light about you that it's very inviting mm-hmm. so I'm sure that we will see a lot more of what what you get to do so tell us where can people find you where should I direct them if they're interested in working with you so tell us a little bit about it oh thank you thank you so much for having me today so yeah you can either find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Anson or over on my website is danielleanson.com. Right. And you do work virtually as well, right? So you don't have to do mm-hmm. in-person sessions. So people from all over yeah. the world can work with you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's only the only the yoga and the, the retreats that are in person. Everything else is online. Yeah. Great. Well, Danny, this has been so heartfelt I really feel your energy it's very calming it calms me you know Mm. like anybody who knows me knows that I'm like ah so when I'm in the presence of someone like you and I can feel (laughs) I can feel like dropping in like oh yeah even my voice is a little lower today (laughs) so I love that so thank you for sharing yourself in a way that feels so nurturing I can really see see your energy thank you so much for listening please be sure to subscribe rate, review, and share this episode with anyone who could benefit. And as always, if you are in need of additional support, just reach out. We can schedule a free call to see if you want to work together one-on-one, or you can subscribe to my newsletter and stay tuned about events and offers that have come in. Thank you again. And remember, it's during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. <laughs>